Coventry, predictability. The milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. This whole world confusing me. Clouds as mean as you've ever seen. Ain't a bird who knows you're true. Then a little voice inside you whispers. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Yes. I know you guys are probably bobbing your heads out there. The song that you're listening to is uh, from a little show that came out in the 90s or 80s called Full House. And the composer of this gem of a song is Jesse Frederick. He also, he also has done this song it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page and love and tradition of the grand design some people say it's even harder to find this song This song. Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get yeah. a feeling like you need some. Those are four TV shows that are on TGIF, and he did all of them. And I know that. You, you guys are just like us Having conversations with your friends And you mix them up Because you don't know But all you know Is that those songs Are stuck in your goddamn head Just like all of ours Right? Yep <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone uh, So on t- uh, tonight's episode We reviewed The Nice Guys Yep We went over the Throwback picks Of the week Which is uh, We did the Man from Uncle and Crimson Peak. We also went over some movie news and TGIF nostalgia. Yes. Stay tuned. Yeah, so TGIF T T P to this podcast. Yeah, that's what that, that was supposed to mean. God damn it, I gotta get good at this. <laughs> Yo, what up? This is your boy Pat right here. And welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy Proc Procast. Shit. Ugh. Yo, what <laughs> up? <laughs> this is your boy Pat right here. And welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy Podcast presents We Synced It. I Synced It. <laughs> it is a weekly podcast where we talk about movies and everything that's attached to it. And I am one of your hosts, Pat, and I'm your other host, Kev. What's going on? Yo, how's your week? 
Eh. Eh. <laughs> How was um, your week in movies? Though? I'm actually not. And you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed, man, because we gave the assignment mm-hmm. of uh, which episode was more dramatic on our Facebook page. And so far, we are the only ones that responded to it. And it, you know what, <laughs> man? You just got to take it. You just got to roll with the punches, man. And I realized that it takes some time for people to actually participate in these things because a lot of people like they're voyeurs. Everybody like, I mean. The porn industry is booming. It's a billion dollar industry. So that means a lot of people are watching it. <laughs> people are listening to the podcast. People are or on the Facebook page. They're watching. A lot of people are watching. And we know that you guys are watching. And we know that you don't want to respond, but you know, we know that you're thinking about it. We just found out we have a listener out in California. Cali. We got a listener out in Cali. What's California up? California Land of Hollywood. Land of Hollywood, yeah, yeah, over there killing the movies, loving that. Um, Are they were though? Because the movie we just saw, we found out was shot in uh, Georgia. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that fucking killed us. So uh, this this week we tried to um, we tried to watch X Men one more time, try to give it another go, and uh, we backed out and we we're like, nah, we're gonna go watch another movie. So we the movie went, that came out before X Men. Before X Men, <laughs> we watched the movie that came out before uh, X Men, and uh, we watched Nice Guys, which was a uh, it was a solid movie. Mm, solid movie. So Nice Guys, directed by Shane Black, produced by Joel Silver, same mm-hmm. team that brought us uh, the Lethal Weapon franchise. Yes, uh, it was good stuff. <clears throat> Starring Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, Kim Basinger. Welcome back. Yeah. Oh, she looked good. Welcome back, Vicky Vale. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Scream a lot, man. I didn't know that she screamed that much in that movie, man. <laughs> yep. I fucking hate. I hate when people bring out stuff in the movie. So now when I watch it, I'm like, oh, now I see it. I think I think every other scene she was in in that movie was a, in, like involved a scream. And we're talking about Batman. We're not talking about yeah. Nice Guys. Nice Guys. She was uh she was cold. She looked good. Yeah. So <laughs> nice guys. Um, it's a neo noir mm. crime film. It's a buddy comedy film. Not necessarily a buddy cop film because they're not cops, but a, a buddy comedy film. But uh, you know what that movie remind me of? What the movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. was it? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. And you know what? That movie was also directed by that guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, there we go. So you see the trend. You know, he does good movies. You know what? He's not, uh, he's not, like, he's not doing movies that are, like, over the top, like, great, like, awesome. But he does movies that's, like, it's just, it satisfies you. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm leaving this movie theater happy. Yeah. It was, like, it was like a good movie. Like, it's, like, a good popcorn movie. You know, you, you invite your friends over. Yeah. Buy a couple beers. You know, and just put the movie on. Everyone's going to be satisfied because there's comedy. There's action. Uh, some uh, a little bit of like suspense, yeah. Just a little bit, not too much, but Banter. just a, you know, there's a lot of bantering. And you know what? That's what I I really liked about this movie is that um, it wasn't like uh, for mm. example, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as an example, like Rush Hour. Yeah, Rush Hour had two comedic actors in the same movie. You had Chris Tucker, who was yeah. a comedian. You had Jackie Chan, who was known for making like funny martial arts movies and doing funny characters in martial arts movies. So you already know what you're expecting, but Russell Crowe, the nah, gladiator. Nah, I did not see him. 
Oh my, yo, he was he's that he's that guy in the uh, comedy movies that's just the straight and narrow guy, but he's the one that uh you know they just bounce jokes off of him. But yeah. he was delivering some shit too. Yeah, and um, you got Ryan Gosling who for the first time ever is not playing God's gift to women. Yeah, that was refreshing. He was a uh, he was a loser <laughs> in this movie. He was a uh, drunk. Yeah, uh, he looked like he slept in his clothes oh, a lot. Yeah. A lot, man. Like, like you know that type of character, but the movie was fun. It was um, it remind it brought back like that '90s Lethal Weapon type of humor, where it wasn't like I don't even know the term too uh, Seth Rogen ish. Yeah, where it was uh like meta humor. It was more like just banter between two grown ass men. You know, yeah. fun. It seemed like it was real. I know that the whole uh, Seth Rogen movies and stuff like that. It's supposed to be like oh, that's supposed to depict. What reality is, because everybody like, yo, yo, when I'm with my friends, I curse that much, uh, you know, I smoke that much, I'm that vulgar and stuff like that. But it's, to be honest, man, you're really not. Because <laughs> if you were to, like, uh, let's say, do the math of how often they curse in Seth Rogen movies compared to how often you curse in one day, your whole day would amount to one Seth Rogen movie. So that's one hour and 30 minutes, probably knocking out like, 500 curse words in one movie <laughs> compared to one day. Yeah. No, you don't curse that much. There's a time that it's just like you just flowing. Like, I haven't cursed yet. I'm just, just having a conversation, just talking. And I haven't cursed yet, but I'm going to curse right now. No. I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm not. Uh, why? Why? But it I, mean, was, uh, just... I, I think the movie felt like uh, how would it feel if your dad was with another man like his age and they were just like arguing with each other. Yeah. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and I think that's what made me laugh about the movie is like two grown ass men just and they're both kind of losers, you know? Oh yeah. Uh but yeah, the the movie was uh it wasn't bad, you know. It it brought back some of that like 90s nostalgia even though the movie's supposed to take place in the 70s. Yeah. But the style of the movie reminded me a lot of 90s stuff, which was really cool. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance, so, yeah, take a take a gander at that movie. Take a gander, go during the day like we do now. Yes, because that yo watch a movie in the daytime because it's perfect. There's nobody there, nobody to fucking talk uh, talk in your fucking ear and shit. You got no, you don't have to worry about kids ro- rolling around trying to see movie to movie. Well, probably in some time you do, but it's just a nice. It's like you're watching a screener, <laughs> like they just set this up for you. That's exact, and that that theater was so fucking small. It felt like a screen room. I'm like, God damn it! The screen, it's it felt like you were in somebody's living room just watching a goddamn movie, but it just had a shitload of seats. A whole bunch of seats were in there. But I mean, it's a solid movie. You guys should go check it. Check it out. Ch- ch- check it out. Uh, next up, we got our throwback pick of the week, Pat. What are you gonna go over? Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with uh, not so old movie, but it is. Uh, it's, it's gonna be a classic for me. My movie's gonna be The Man from Uncle, not the TV show, which I know that it was based off of. I'm talking about the Guy Ritchie film, and uh, I saw it earlier this week, and I loved it. I loved everything about it: the fashion, uh, the style, the lighting. The dialogue, the way that it was edited, everything about the movie just like took me. I actually, while I was watching it, I rewinded it. I rewinded the movie. No, 
I played it back because <laughs> it's not tape. I played it back multiple times, like just to see a scene, just see how uh, the delivery was, or how it was shot, or catch up or catch up on a joke that I missed the first time. Because something about Guy Ritchie, he has a he has this thing of like rehashing things. Like you will see you'll see something play out in the scene, and then you're like, what? I don't, I don't fucking get it. And then you see, like, in the next scene, you will see why everything in that first scene that you saw happened. And you're like, oh, shit. This is fucking awesome. Yo, he, he did an amazing job on that movie. And uh, that's my pick for... What's, um, do you have, like, a favorite scene? Oh, my favorite Something scene? that people should look out for? Um, man, there's a lot. Oh, okay. I have it. There was this one scene that... um. The two lead characters, two lead guy characters. One of, one of them is uh, an agent for the USA. The other one is an agent for Russia, and uh, they try to sneak into a uh, cell tower base. And what happens is that they end up sneaking in, and once they try to get out because they're being shot at, they end up jumping in a boat. And uh, the Russian guy is he's he's uh, I'm about to say you call it riding, driving. What are you doing on the boat? You're not riding a boat. Sailing? No, well it's not it's a sailboat. It's a motorboat. Driving a boat? I guess. I'm, we're from fucking Florida. We don't even <laughs> fucking know that shit. But <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we, I'm gonna call it riding a driving a boat. So he's driving a boat, and then while he's over here whipping and stuff like that, the American dude falls out. Gets out the boat. The Russian doesn't even know that he's off the boat. So he's still calling him cowboy because that's what the Russian guy is calling uh, the American dude. You see the American dude get out the boat, gets into a car, and he's watching through his uh, window. He's seeing that the dude is just riding around this bay as he's getting shot by uh, by what you call it, some, uh, some German uh, spies or whatever. And he sees that this, there's a lunchbox right next to him. So what he does is he grabs a napkin, puts it on his neck, and just starts eating the sandwich that was in his lunchbox. He starts playing music inside the the truck. And he's eating, and he just sees that this Russian dude is just still (laughs) trying to get away from everybody. Yo, he drives drives uh, the truck out, and then the car, like the boat blows up. So you just see him still driving, and then he has this like epiphany like, I can't do this to this guy. So you see that the guys who are shooting at the Russian guy just shooting in the water. And then they look up and then a big ass truck just falls right on the fucking boat that they're on. Boom. He dives into the water, gets the guy, pulls him out. It was fucking classic because you would think that you'll be hearing a lot of gunshots and shit. But it was pro- it was from the perspective of the 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 U.S. Uh, agent. So mm-hmm. are you hearing it's just music and him just eating? And you just you just hear music. It's like some classical music, and he's just looking out the window. And there was a over the shoulder shot of you looking out the window with him, as this boat is just going around the fucking bay, trying to get away from these guys who are shooting at him. Best scene in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Best scene. And on top of that, who's also in that movie? The chick from uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina is in that movie, and. She was all right in Ex Machina. Like, I liked her in Ex Machina. I loved her in this movie right here. Mm. I fucking loved her. Because she was uh, she was not afraid to get vulnerable. You know what I mean? 
And Ex Machina, I thought she was a machine, and she didn't have emotions, kind of. Only, only uh, sex. That's what I thought. But here, I was like, yeah. She got a little vulnerable, and so did I. <laughs> and that's uh, that's my pick. <laughs> she's going to be in the new Jason Bourne movie, too. Yes. But I don't think she's going to get vulnerable in that. I think she's like some FBI or some shit agent mm. or something like that. But she's something in this movie, but I'm not going to give it away. But she she's something to look at. Tell you that much, though. <laughs> she's something to look at. Uh, my throwback pick of the week is Crimson Peak, mm. which was uh, directed by Guillermo uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, came out last year in October, just um, like a week and a half before Halloween. And um, I was actually really surprised by the movie because I thought I was gonna watch. I thought I was watching a horror movie, mm-hmm. but midway through, I realized that it's like a it's more of a romantic movie it's it's supposed to be like a gothic romance film that's what i um, read online and the movie got a lot of mixed reviews and i think i can understand why i think you know every every time someone thinks of guillermo del toro they think of you know big scary monsters a lot of uh, makeup effects and things like that and this movie took a different turn since they were dealing with ghosts there was a you know a lot of uh, cgi involved but either way though um, I think it was cool that he tried something different, yeah, and not the same. Because you know, I've, I've, if he would have done the same, it would have been like Pan's Labyrinth or Hellboy Part Eighteen or something. It would have been a, a rehash, but it really wasn't. It was um, it's a movie about love and uh, backstabbing, like revenge, which was really cool. Um, the cinematography was dope. Uh, a lot of the art direction was really nice i i was able to see the special features on the dvd and uh what's really cool is that they actually built this house this wasn't like a hollywood set inside of a studio they actually built this house and uh everything had like a secret like if you're watching the movie and you look closely at the background there's like secret messages written like scratched into the wall those are moments that you gotta like press pause on to read them and things like that yo they even had like secret messages written on the wall that were covered by paintings even though they're not even like shown in the movie or not but like that's how much detail they put into this place like to see, to to have the actors feel like they were in a real like haunted oh house oh my god you see you know? man stuff like that <laughs> it's like you're doing the most that's just like in 7 where um and who who directed 7 David Fincher David Fincher he actually wrote that book that the uh oh yeah that the the killer was using in the beginning he, yeah those pages he wrote all of all that shit, yeah. and I'm like, dude, you're not. We're not even gonna see all that. Why do we need to? Why did you do that? And you but know, it was a cool close-up shot in the intro, man. When they were doing the opening credits, that was a cool intro. Yeah. You did you really need to write all like a hundred <laughs> pages of that? No, nah, man. Four. Let, let, let's give it fifteen pages. No, he wrote everything in that book. Every yo, he filled up that whole little notepad, that little notebook. It was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I want to be that detailed, man. That's maybe that's why I got this this freaking. I really wish I was that detailed, but I'm like, nah. I like, well, you know what? Fifteen pages. I'm like, ah, let me just. All right, I, I get it a solid twenty, maybe twenty pages. I'm not filling up this whole book, mm. which is nonsense. And the stuff that he was writing down in there wasn't even nonsense. It was like, like real stuff. I really want to read that book. <laughs> Uh, after the movie, my wife told me that um, there's rumors going around that he might direct a remake of the Haunted Mansion movie for Disney. And 
I could totally see him doing that because I think the Haunted Mansion, that ride is supposed to be based off of like the same time period of this movie. So I could totally, like after watching this movie, I think he could totally do it and like bring that ride to life the way they yeah, did with Pirates be, of the Caribbean. It's be like rated G, right? Haunted Mansion. No, but Pirates of the Caribbean was a rated G. Dis- no, it wasn't rated G, but it was a Disney ride. And look how that turned out. It turned out great. Turned out to a big I, franchise. I think last time I uh, saw that movie, it was. Um, well, last time I got on that ride, <laughs> I think the third, no, the second movie came out, and then they just added a. Uh, oh, Captain Johnny Jack. Depp. Yeah, yeah, they just added it, that whole scene with Johnny Depp in it. Like they, but it, it was not like they added them to it. They just threw them in certain scenes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay. Well, I see where they got that from the movie. That whole thing about them. Uh, having a bone and they're trying to give the dog the bone because he has the keys in his mouth. I'm like, okay, I see where all these seeds are coming from in the movie. But Incoming it was pretty call. cool. <laughs> it was pretty call cool. Rejected. What the fuck? Sorry. That is Sorry our, about uh, that. That's one of our interns. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He just doesn't fucking get that we're recording right now. We're in the booth. We're in the booth. Huh? No, it's okay. All right. He just doesn't get it. I don't understand. Call it record. We just leave those calls, man. Take notes. <laughs> so Crimson Peak. I think Crimson Peak is like a good movie to watch like the month of October. Mm-hmm. Halloween's coming up. But like, let's say your girl doesn't want to watch something scary. You can watch that. Then you can put this on because there's a there's a, some suspenseful romance, if that makes any sense. So that was my pick of the week. But I got a question. What? How many times would you watch that movie? <laughs> How many times? Because uh, the man from Uncle, I would give that movie. I would watch that movie more than once. Okay, I'll watch it. I could watch this movie again. I, I, I could watch Crimson Peak again. But would it be like one of those watches? Like you would go out of your way to watch it? Like would it be like you thinking about it and you're like you know what? When I get home, I watch that movie. Mm. Or was it one of those movies that's like if it's on, then I'll watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you see, it's one of those. <laughs> If it's on, I'll watch it. Mm. Pretty much. But, I mean, I didn't hate it, though. Like, I, you know, by the end of the movie, I was like, okay. All right. You know. Who was in it? Um, it was the guy who played Loki in that movie, right? Yeah. Um, his name is Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Uh, the movie also had Jessica Chastain, who's a great act- uh, mm. actress. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the main... Actress's last name Mia. You know what I'm gonna try. Mia Wasikowska. Ooh, exotic. Was yeah. she's from Germany? She is. Oh, she's Australian. Oh, Did uh, you know I know that I felt Australian, but I was like, nah. Let me let me keep play it close. Well, to that my last name does not sound Australian, <laughs> but all right. So moving on to. Movie news. Yes. What if one day? I was gonna play a sound effect, and these <laughs> fucking commercials on YouTube just yeah, fucked it up. But um, <laughs> I don't know. You do it better than me. Oh, almost. <laughs> you wasn't the I was ESPN. It wasn't the ESPN. Nope. Nope. Not that. And news. Let's oh, see. Man. What do we have 
for movie news. All right, so for all of you horror nuts, um, all of you guys that are totally into horror movies, Rob Zombie's uh, horror movie 31 will be coming out soon, and they just released the theatrical poster for it. Looks pretty crazy, according to what has been revealed on the internet. Uh, the plot is a group of people that are uh, trapped at this freaky carnival, mm-hmm. and they're being tortured by the carnival freaks. Oh, shit. Um, and the movie takes place the night before Halloween. So the movie's called 31, and it looks really fucking creepy. There's a, For those of you scared of clowns, do not... Suggesting don't watch watch this movie because this movie has killer clowns in it. Uh, I never got into that whole people who are afraid of clowns thing. I never understood. I never understood. I think it's because of that serial killer. What was his name? Uh, Doink. Was was it Ed Gein? Ed Dean. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Yeah. Is that the one? He dressed up as a A as a as a clown and would show up to like birthday parties, but he was like. A massive like serial killer. Is that the reason? I think that might be one of the reasons. You don't think clowns are creepy? Nah, I don't think they're creepy. So the clown from It, Stephen King's It, no? Nah. What? Only, only when he shows his teeth. Nah, Other than shit. that, man, he's not really that that creepy. He's just a regular clown, man. I don't know, man. You don't like clowns either? Not that I'm scared of them, but like, there is something disturbing behind that makeup, man. That somebody's. Somebody who's always happy, they're happy, man. They're bringing you happiness. And you heard that um, at um, the TSA actually brought in some clowns. Oh, my weight. God. Yeah. And I think that's fucking hilarious. I think that's fucking horrifying, man, that you got to see a clown before jumping onto a plane. <laughs> I think that's fucking perfect. Enjoy your flight. Wacka, wacka. <laughs> they squeeze a little thing. <laughs> I think that's the last thing I want to see before I jump on a plane, man. First of all, the line is so long. That already is freaking me out because I think, okay, someone's in, someone in this line has to be a terrorist if it's taking this long. Yeah. Then I see the clowns wishing me a and, safe flight. And you know they're going to be fucking with you, right? Like, oh, They're probably going to do that whole little, I touch your left shoulder, but I'm really on your right side and shit. Oh, no. You're like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> or you try to go up to the line and they put something in your pocket and you, you over here trying to take stuff out your pocket and you're like... Yeah, I don't know what this long ass fucking handkerchief is coming from, but it's not mine. <laughs> like, yo, this is not mine. I swear to God, this is not mine. I mean, they're clowns, man. They won't fuck with you, but they're clowns. Though. <laughs> I don't see no, I don't see the fear in clowns. But uh, I don't know. Well, what else? Um, so Wolverine three has already started filming, and people have. Taking photos of um, you know the production yeah. as it goes on, and someone made a, an appearance in those photos. Patrick Stewart, who plays Professor X, really. So it looks like he's going to be in the movie, and it's not the James McAvoy; it's the Stewart. Oh, so it's going to be a- <laughs> Professor X. So it's oh, going to be like a modern day, I guess. Oh, I thought they were going to do a uh, an old man Logan. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that could be a flashback. But I am happy that we're not going to go into the past anymore. I'm done with it. Even though I already know that the next movie, even though we haven't even seen this movie, is going <laughs> to be based in the 90s. And I saw a commercial with uh, the Storm Chick in it. It was an Eminem commercial. Yeah. Um, 
I don't see the problem with her. But I, I see that there was a problem with Jubilee, but... What was the problem with Storm? Well, they said that uh, she didn't have an accent or she didn't have any lines, the girl who played Storm or the Mohawk. But Halle Berry didn't have an accent. Oh, fuck Yo, they fucked up. They fucked up. Yo, you see, this is the reason why Brian Singer messed up. In part one, she had an accent. But she only had one line. You know what? Can we talk about that for a second, man? Because that's (laughs) something that I've been thinking about for like over a decade. Okay. Let's go down the list of mistakes in the continuity of X-Men really quick. Mm -hmm. X-Men 1, one of the mistakes... Halle Berry had an accent. Yeah. It didn't even sound African, but it was like a weird-ass accent. She only had one line, though. That's true. Hold on to something. That's it. And um, <laughs> she she had an accent, and then they show... There's a scene where uh, Wolverine looks at the TV, and Hank McCoy, who plays Beast, uh-huh. is on the TV, but he's in human form. He's not blue. Uh, really? Yeah, Toad is in the movie, and he's, like, in his 30s, but, yeah, he's also an X-Men uh, Days of Future Past in the 1970s and looks oh. totally different and yeah. looks like he's younger Dude, or he the like same he age. Teens. He looks like he was in his uh, doesn't even teens. look. Nah, it doesn't even look like teens, man. He looks he like was in he, the military. Yeah, he had to be, like, 18 or 19 in uh, X-Men Future Past. And all of a sudden, in the 2000s, he's, like, in his 30s. That doesn't make any sense. And he looks completely different like we weren't going to notice that at all uh Maybe what it was else another toad <sighs> god damn it they also had what you call it? i mean they brought nightcrawler into this one but they made it seem like it was that guy's uh son nah this was supposed to be nightcrawler like the other nightcrawler i think what it was is that brian singer basically said that days of future past the way it ended like X Men one two three like those movies never happened because when Wolverine wakes up from the coma at the end, you know uh, Jean Grey is alive, Cyclops is alive, Patrick Stewart's alive, so like everything's been changed. But, but that Patrick doesn't Stewart, change. That doesn't explain fucking Toad why he looks different or, or the reason why Patrick Stewart was alive in the first place because Jean Grey killed her, killed him, in X Men three exactly. None of that shit made any Yo, sense. None me, of it made any sense. But so. you know, it just what happened is that um, there was some somebody fucked up as a uh, as a construct uh, as somebody who uh, what you call it who makes shit. That's not me, but somebody who was a con- a contractor. Jesus Christ, Pat, get the goddamn word out. As a contractor, if somebody fucks up. What do you do? You just put some in over it. That's exactly what they did. Doesn't fucking matter. They just. They see that somebody put down this shitty foundation. They didn't have enough time. So they say, okay, well, let's just put some cement on this thing. Even though you have, like, screws, needles, and everything sticking out. So you're going to hurt somebody. People are going to be like, what the hell happened here? That's what happened. And it's it's a screwy job. But, I mean, somebody somebody had to do it. And if they're going to continue to do more movies, it's just going to be like, well, I mean, that was in the past. That was a couple years ago. Look at these movies that were, put, that were pumping out. Aren't they awesome? I think that's what's going to happen. And then Colossus, who was in X-Men 1 and 2, actually in all three of them. No, he was in part 2 and part 3. Yeah. Was in Deadpool. That's supposed to be in the same universe. But he he didn't have an accent in X-Men 2 and 3. All of a sudden, he's uh, Mr. Rocha. Yeah, he was the actual comic book Colossus. And on top of that, he was a lot bigger than he was in those movies. He was huge, man. He was a fucking tank. It was, I mean, whatever Fox is doing. I th- is it Fox? Who yeah. Had, who had, 
it's it just seems like all all they should, all they should do is just be like you know what we're just throwing out a whole bunch of X Men movies none of them are connected we're just gonna put ones twos and threes to them just so we could just even it out but none of these things are in the same universe <laughs> all right cool I'm cool with that because everything is all all out of whack I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Um, so apparently Indiana Jones 5 really is happening. Yes. Why? Yes, Why? man. But, yo, it better not be like the last one, man. Nah, it's not. I mean, they they have a... Uh, who's going to be at the helm of this movie? I think it's a remake. Mm, no? Nope. Hold on. I don't think... Uh, I don't think... Harrison Ford's going to be in it. I think the was it What's that dude's name from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Nah, Harrison Ford isn't it. Really? Yeah, it says, Indiana Jones 5 will see both Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg return to the franchise. Um, so, so, so that, uh, what you call it? So the guy from... Uh, um, but I don't see anywhere that says uh, Shia LaBeouf, though. Nah, he's not in it. That what you call it, dude. What's that guy's name from uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? And uh, what's the name? Parks and Recs. Oh, yes. He's supposed to be like the new version of Indiana Jones. But it doesn't doesn't matter. He's not in there. Was he confirmed? Like he's going to be in the movie? No, I don't think he was confirmed. Maybe it was just rumors. But it was like one of those things that you just see on your social media. And you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see him working out. Or maybe, I mean, they are doing this whole trend about doing things with females. Maybe he, they might throw in a female in there. Chris Pratt. This is Chris me. Pratt, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of actors that can be a, a, what you call it, a new Indiana Jones. I would like to, to be honest, I would like them to not even do an Indiana Jones and do one that's based off of uh, Uncharted, the yes, PlayStation game. They should. Cause, Chris uh, Pratt should then play that role, maybe. No, maybe. Nah, I don't think he's that witty. I don't think he's witty enough. You know who is? Ryan Reynolds. I think he's too much. I think What's, he's too yo, witty. But uh, Nathan, whatever that guy's name is, in, in Uncharted, he's witty as shit. Like, he's witty as shit. The way that they fight and stuff in that movie, he's perfect for it. All right. But you know what? Maybe he'll be too much uh, Deadpool. I'll see too much Deadpool into that character. Uh, we need more actors out there. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, they. I mean, looks like Indiana Jones 5 is going to happen. Um, I'm excited that John Williams, who scored, you know, who's famous for that dun 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 dun, yeah. dun 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 like he's coming back to do the score. He's really old, man. I was watching the behind the scenes of the last Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the guy is really like he's barely hanging on man well he so, said that he's not going to do another star wars no nah, he is yeah he I, is? That, that was the next part i was going to oh get into my God, dude. He, he confirmed he's going to do the music for uh star wars episode eight which is not that's awesome but i just hope I mean, he doesn't have a heart attack like in you know in the middle of it nah no. Ugh. i don't <laughs> know man a lot of, a lot of celebrities have been dying this year man it's Oof. like somebody's going through their kill list that's what oh, it feels man. like <laughs> like somebody just going through their kill list man Oh, man. And uh, for those of you, for our listener, yes. I'm going to say listener, not listeners in California. Uh, that's you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Strange, director, is going to make a Comic-Con appearance. 
out there in San Diego. Oh, shit. So it looks like most likely they'll probably air like a brand new trailer, you know, some sneak peek footage. What do you think about the Doctor Strange? Uh, from what everybody, from uh, the general consensus, it, um, everybody's saying that, oh, it's like uh, Inception meets, um, I don't know, magic, or I guess. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but uh, I don't think it's going to be as big as everybody thinks it's going to be. They could have they could have gone with another star. I don't with another comic book character. I don't think Doctor Strange could have. Uh, they shouldn't have put him in the cinematic universe. But I understand why they did because he's one of the guys. He has one of the Infinity Gems, mm. so they need to take it from him. I didn't know that. Yeah, he has one of the one of those shits, so they're gonna take it from him. But um, I just want to see how everything's gonna look. I already see that they changed the uh, Infinity Wars to uh, Avengers. They turned that into an Avengers title now. Now it's Avengers 4, Affinity War. Oh, but I think that was the title. The it like, was just Infinity War. Oh. Now it's the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Infinity War. And, there's, and it's going to be divided into two parts. Yeah, so now it's like, okay, it's lit. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, Elizabeth Banks. Um, we mentioned her last week. Eli B. Eli she B. was uh, she was slated to work uh, to be the director for Pitch Perfect three, but yep. looks like now she's gonna try to be in Ocean's Eleven, which is another movie that we talked I about say, last yeah. week. I, I say fuck so. yeah, because she's funny. She's funny. She is. Funny. She's funny, man. You know what? She should go for um, the Brad Pitt's character. Okay. She should go for that. Well, I think I, mean, I think I could see her as like a Sammy Davis Jr. type. Sammy. No, he was the third person, and that was he was like the bomb specialist, and that was what you call it. That was the guy from Don Cheadle. That's who Sammy Davis was. I'm pretty Don, sure. I thought Sammy Davis' character was supposed to be uh oh my gosh, what's that dude's name? He was in uh, Born, Jason Bourne. Oh yeah, Matt Damon. You Matt know Damon's what? I think you might be right. Nah, you might so, be right. That's that's who that character is supposed to be. I think she can go for that part. She can go for like. The third person in the hierarchy, basically. Okay. So she can go for the third, which will be kind of funny. I mean, wh- who will you see at, at the top? I, I think we already, uh, like Jennifer Lawrence will be at the top. Nah, she can't be at the top of that whole leadership. <laughs> it has to be that, uh, who's the girl, who's the lady that you were talking about before? Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has to be at the top. She see, she has that uh, that stoic I've been saying stoic a lot. <laughs> that she has that stoic uh, persona as a, a leader. Jennifer Lawrence, I think she should be at number five or something. <laughs> Maybe number five, but I mean, you know, I do my list of female Ocean's Eleven, and I'll post it up later. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, it'll be awesome. I throw in some flavor in there, like uh, Selma Hayek in there. Uh, oh, Selma Hayek! I didn't even think of her. Yeah, Selma Hayek. Uh, Battery is full. <laughs> who else? God damn it! Fucking interns. <laughs> These robotic interns of ours. <laughs> no, we're okay. Thank you. You don't gotta fill up my drink. It's all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no. Step away from the table. Next. What's the next one? Uh, next up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For those of you that like to watch Gotham. I'm not a big fan of that show, but I'm just announcing it because it's part of the news. Really? Uh, 
Yo, I, th- I think the show's getting too campy, man. It feels like a it's not like a Batman and Robin type of. I don't know. It feels too campy, too I like funny. It. I like it. But uh, like, they're gonna introduce Vicky Vale, man. Into really? The show, yeah. They're gonna throw her in there. Batman's gonna be in the next season too, man. Batman. Batman. So that kid gets no, no. a ridiculous growth spurt, man, because he's a little be, kid. I think it's gonna be like a flash, a flash forward or something, because they're also. Um, in the Supergirl TV show, they're going to throw in uh, Superman in the show. But. In the series. Really? Yeah. But isn't that going to take away from James Gordon? Because isn't the show about like him? Yeah. No, but I think it's just going to be like an episode or something. They're just going to throw Batman into it. Like, it's going to be an episode probably in the future. And you're going to see, oh, okay, so this is what happened to Bruce. He's going to become Batman. Is it, it's you know, it's big ass shoes. It's clown shoes to fucking fill. But it should be pretty cool. Maybe you know what? I don't even think they should really show Batman. They should show like the silhouette and James Gordon just talking to a silhouette or a shadow or something. And it's like, oh, that's Batman. They're gonna have a lot of critics, man. After Batman and Superman, dude, what? this whole world is full of critics, man. Everybody complains about complaining. <laughs> they better not mess it up, man. They're gonna mess it up. <laughs> but you know, I'm enjoying because. You know, at first I didn't really, at first I was like, I tolerated the show. Then I didn't like it. But as it grew, I was like. There were some episodes. There were some episodes that I thought were really cool. I thought when they introduced uh, Scarecrow, like that episode was really dark because it was like the the Scarecrow had a son and, you know, he was doing really fucked up things to him. And then when they introduced the Joker, I thought that was a really cool intro. Um, But I don't know. Other than that, it just got weird and. Now they have an Asian guy playing Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, but Doctor Strange did look Asian in the comic book. No, he didn't. He had glasses on, man. Yeah, glasses on, but on the he's comic like book cover. He's like German oh, really? or something. Yeah, he's supposed to be like European, and then well, I'll be. Uh, that must that that beard that he has there, man. I had that beard in uh, <laughs> in my early twenties, man. Yeah, I used to have that beard too. That was rough. <laughs> when I, I looked at it, when I every time I look at his face, I'm like. Man, he's going through a rough. He's going through a rough period in his life right now, man. Don't worry, man. You'll see yourself out. And I think they <laughs> recently introduced um, Azrael, who's oh. supposed to be like a like the evil, dark version of Batman. But I don't know. I saw the episode when he's like transforming into him, and I don't know. It was just too too campy for my taste. It's this this Batman is along the lines of um, the nineteen seventies. Batman, if you have to gauge it on a, a point of being dark to the of uh what's the darkest Batman that there there was? I think it was uh Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, that's the darkest. The lightest one that we have to to the TV show. The TV show, the nineteen seventies TV show. Yeah. This one, I would have to let's let's gauge that from one to five. I would have to give this like a solid two. One is the 1970s five is the Frank Mir, and this one lands in the number two. Now you know what? Let's give it a number three because there are some dark moments. Because there's some dark moments like uh, the guy who played who we all thought was supposed to be the Joker, found out that that guy fucking died. He died. Which guy? The guy who everybody thought because I also thought he was going to be the oh Joker. the comedian yeah oh yeah yeah he he died. Um, who else? There's a lot of people who died in the, in this uh, TV show, and the way that they died is pretty gruesome. 
So I will give this. I will give this show like on the darkness. I will give it like a three, because it's not too light, not too dark. It's just like they're bouncing. It's like they they don't really know what they want to be. They don't know if they want to be a two. They don't know if they want to be a four. That could possibly go to five. So they're just staying in the three, and they're just comfortable there. So it's like warm water. It's like cold. It's it's like cold water that you just peed in. Hmm. That's what that's what we're that's what you're sitting in when you're watching Gotham. You're sitting and peeing in water. Not everybody else's pee, but just yours. Because you're not, not trying to make it gross. What the fuck? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's your pee, everybody. It's not everybody else's. It's your pee. And what's the next What's the next thing on the news? Uh, last, uh, last thing on the news, actually, we're going to veer off a little bit. Hmm. I guess because we were talking about um, what's the name of that video game that we were talking about earlier? Uncharted. 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 This is somehow connected to that. Uh, so it looks like PS is finally unveiling their new system. Uh huh. Before they officially announce it on E3. E3 is like that big uh, video game convention that they Happening do next year. week. Oh, it's next week. Yeah. Oh shit. Um. So apparently, PS. There's a new PS4 coming out. It's basically like an enhanced PS4. It's called PS4 Neo. Mm -hmm. And it's going to have basically 4K resolution, better graphics. Oh, shit. But I don't know, man. Uh, Shouldn't they just call it PS5? Like, Nah. PS4 Neo, it's like, are people really going to be crazy about it? I mean, I think for us that actually know about resolutions and things like that, to me, four key four K resolution means nothing if I have a ten eighty P TV. Yeah, don't mean shit. <laughs> so am I getting a PS4 Neo? Don't think so. I think I'm just gonna wait for the PS5, I guess. Yeah. yeah I mean think about one. it, like four K resolution, that means nothing to me. The yeah. well I don't have a four K TV. I mean, if you don't have one, if you don't have a four K television, there's no need for you to get one. You're just gonna be bragging to people that you have a a Neo, but Unless unless it comes with like um, like more storage room or more RAM or something like that that you can possibly that you can you can see a better processor that you can actually see and feel and not feel but you know stuff smell lick whatever but unless you get all that you just have a big ass piece of shit unless you have a TV that can actually be compatible with it. I'm just saying, man. Got to get a get a better television before you get a better PS. True. Uh, or get that uh, VR shit for PS4. The they VR? have VR. Yeah, it's coming out in uh, November, oh, nice. and it's gonna be like three hundred or something like that dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. It's the price of a. You just basically buy another system. So other than rather than <laughs> get that other that noir PS4 uh, 4 or whatever, just get that and you'll be happy. <laughs> You'd be happy and <laughs> your whole day will just pass right through you as soon as you take off those goddamn goggles. Sorry, three o'clock in the morning. Be one of those people. <laughs> All right, so that's it for movie news. Yeah. Now we're gonna continue our conversation that we left off of from last week. TV TJF nostalgia. This is uh this is uh, uh an audio clip from a commercial from the back from back from the nineteen nineties. For all you listeners, all you millennials, let us know if you recognize this. Oh, I just picked the wrong one. Maybe you trust 
Friday. Looking for the hippest way to start your holiday weekend? Yes! Yes! DTIF is right on target. Okay, mister. Drop my son's underwear. With family matters, Boy Meets World, step by step, and hanging with Mr. Cooper. Plus, it's a countdown to Santa's arrival. Why? Do find it. Strangely accelerating. On DTIF. Did he just say countdown to Santa's arrival? Oh, shit. <laughs> Did he really just say I that? I think so. Wow. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> I didn't know that they did that. <laughs> countdown to Santa's arrival. That's pretty cool. Man. So, TGIF. Yes. Oh, oh man. man. All right. Where do we start, man? We uh, we we did some research, and we found out some interesting things. Well, first of all, let's let's... Let's cover something really quick. I we were just doing some research and we found out, yo, there's a lot of shows that were part of the TGIF block that we had yeah. never seen. The TGIF that we grew up with was Dinosaurs, yep, Family Matters, mm-hmm. Step by Step, mm-hmm. Home Improvement, and Boy Meets World. That was ours, and mm-hmm. apparently Perfect Strangers and Perfect Hanging Strangers. Hanging with Mr. Cooper was also part of that yeah. block. I don't remember Hanging with Mr. Cooper being on there. To be honest, I don't even remember watching the show, but I know that I watched it. But I think I probably will watch reruns because I know I watch reruns of Perfect Strangers, but that was like on one of those fallback channels like UPN or WB kind of shit. Yeah. I can't believe that, man. The only episode from Hanging with Mr. Cooper that I really, 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 really remember. Mm. Actually, yeah, it's the only one that I remember is um, there was an episode where he promised everybody that he was going to have Boys to Men show up for performance. I don't know if it was like at the the youth club or some shit and uh he couldn't get them to come in and perform so he they had a big giant flag up and he did like a silhouette and he had a bunch of people like dancing behind the flag Wait, i think this thing and, is slowly coming back to me and you know how there was a guy in boys to men that had like a bad leg he had like a limp like a cane. oh no he had a cane the guy mr cooper actually had a cane and was like in the background dancing with this cane. <laughs> And I remember seeing that, and I got the joke. I was like, oh, he's supposed to be the guy with the cane. <laughs> and I thought that that was like, I don't know why, for some reason, that was the only episode oh I remember. Oh, my God, dude. But, uh, yo, we actually learned, yeah, for for all the listeners, we actually learned a lot of interesting things about TGIF. Um, yep. Go ahead, Pat. What they, I, what uh, for one thing is that uh, all the TGIF shows, for the most part, are all connected to each other. Like in the um, same universe? They're, they're all in the same universe. They're all in the same world. Like, uh, let's just say, here we go. Here's the whole lineup. Okay, uh, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, Full House, Boy Meets World, and Step by Step all share the same universe. The thing that, uh, this is how the whole connection works. Uh, here we go. In Perfect Strangers, wait, wait. Family Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers uh, with Harriet Winslow first appearing as an elevator operator in season three and four. She then got her own series, which is what was turned into Family Matters. Now, I'm going to throw in a little something, something about that. I think Perfect Strangers, I don't know what, what city or whatever it was filmed in, but I think it was filmed in California. And she met this cop. 
who was named Carl Winslow. And that cop was the same cop that was in Die Hard 1. <laughs> so my whole thing is that uh, after what happened at the, oh man, what's the name of that fucking tower? Nakasawi Tower. He got a, let's say, PTSD and decided, I can't be a cop in California anymore. I'm going back to uh, my alma mater, Chicago. So he started being a cop in Chicago after that whole thing. But (laughs) Family Matters is connected to all the other series because Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel has been a guest star on all those other shows from Full House, uh, Step by Step, and Boy Meets World. Even though the Boy Meets World, he had never been on actual screen, but he gave a chain letter to... uh, To Corey. To Corey. And apparently they're friends... Which is like, that's the cheapest way of going about connecting a universe together. But the strongest way that they ever have done that is at the end of uh, Family Matters, there was an episode that Steve Urkel with the rocket, with a rocket jetpack flew up. The, the, the show ended and then step by step, he crashed, landed in, the, in their backyard. That is the coolest way I've ever seen some, uh, a show being connected before. And um, that's how they're all connected. We we found that shit out, and I miss uh, yeah, you know, I, I miss TGIF even more just because I found that shit out. <laughs> it's a it's a cool thing, man. I just can't believe that um, a writer thought about all that connecting the universes, and they did it with the coolest character that they had from TGIF, man. I mean, Urkel was uh, the coolest character. Yeah, I just read that. Hmm. Urkel was not introduced into the show until like midway through the first season. Really? We said earlier that because there was an episode of uh, Full House that yeah. he shows up, and Full House takes place in San Francisco. Yeah, maybe he moves from San Francisco to Chicago, and midway through the season, that's how he gets no introduced. You don't nah. what? I mean, then how do they explain the Chicago San Francisco thing? How is he in San Francisco and meets the? The yeah. Full House family and then meets the Chicago family. Yeah, but weren't they a little bit older? Was yo? I I remember I remember the whole thing about him going to uh, San Francisco and meeting the people from Full House. But oh my gosh, you think you think that they had this nerd character on here? So they just said, well, let's just throw him. This guy is so good at being a nerd. How about we just throw him in Family Matters? Because no, you know what? They introduced him halfway through the season, and they the only time that he was he was just being a pop in character because he was meeting uh, the chick from uh, the Winslow family at the school, yeah. and he was conf- he was uh, he was constantly confessing his love to her, which is man, it's like that shit is painful to watch, man. <laughs> I just learned something new right now and just melted my brain. Hmm. Family Matters and Step by Step was actually on CBS originally. It was part of the CBS block party and it got canceled and then ABC bought it, bought both of those shows. What? And then they became part of the TJF block. This is uh What the fuck? This is What like, is happening right now, man? This is crazy. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what is So you're saying that there's some CBS Family Matters Family Matters and Step by Step show that is out there right now that I could possibly see and see how 
It's different. They actually did a shit. whole season. A whole season. Yeah. Of both. But both shows did a season. They got canceled after the first season. Then, and then ABC bought it. So maybe what we saw was the CBS show. The since, first season. Yeah. Because they bought it. Wow. There we go, man. Well, you know what? ABC, you guys did a great job. <laughs> you guys did a great job buying that shit. I can't fucking believe it. Wow. What show was Step? What what show was uh Saved by the Bell on? That wasn't a nice show. That was like a Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, Saved by the Bell was um. Wait, was it? Sa- I know. I, I used to watch it on Saturday mornings. It was on on NBC or CBS. One, no, I think it was CBS. I but I think it was reruns on Saturday mornings. Mm. I think it might have been like new episodes in the afternoon. Oh, okay, I got a question. Do you remember a show? Do you remember a show called Swans Crossing? No. There was this show. It was it was a teen drama, like like a telenovelas, like a soap opera. It was called Swans Crossing. It used to come on before Power Rangers, before all that shit. And um it had uh the girl who played Buffy in it. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think that was the first time I've ever seen her before, and there was no action in it. There was no laugh track. There was none of that stuff. It looked. It was like a teen drama. Girlfriend, boyfriend drama. Somebody cheating on somebody, but it was always kissing. No, none of that other stuff. It was like if they came out with nine hundred two one zero was to meet. What's the other? What's that other show that was on Fox? 90210 and Meryl's Place were... They were in the same universe. Really? Beverly uh, Meryl's Place is a spinoff of Beverly Hills 90210. Really? Yeah, one of the characters from 90210 goes to Melrose Place. Well, that makes perfect sense. Oh. But if you're saying like you're, you're if, saying if, that if, if they had a baby... If they had a baby, it, it, would be Swan, it was Swan's Crossing. Swan's Crossing, I mean. Swan's <laughs> Crossing. That show was so it was so bad, but I had to watch it just so I can get to like, all right. I mean, Power Rangers coming on after this, and I used to watch it because there was one episode that um, the girl Sarah Michelle Galore was she was trapped in a submarine with a guy who she did not like. In a sub, how the hell did she end up hey, in a submarine? Hey, what the fuck? Hey, they were stuck in a submarine, and um, apparently they ended up making out. And they they got out together by, by group force and teamwork, and love and love, <laughs> gotta add a little love, like a little sprinkle of it. It was it was a bad show. I think they only had like one season, but that season, like seasons of TV shows when you're a little kid, last forever. Because I've never seen like season finales or anything. It just like they all just blended in together. <laughs> but man, oh my gosh, man, it was a lot of uh. There's a lot of, as much as there were good shows, there were a lot of trashy shows out there too. A lot of trashy shows. <laughs> I think. Um, what, what was uh, what was really trashy? Hmm. What trashy TV show that was on? Um, damn, what is a what, what what show? Like I did not, I didn't fuck with. <laughs> you know what, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. The anime shows? Yeah. Dragon Ball Z. I never really fuck with those shows. And you know why? 
Dragon Ball Z, it would take, for one fight, it would take like three or four fucking episodes for one fucking fight. And I wasn't a fan of that. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of, oh, you remember that time that I kicked your ass? And they would do a flashback of somebody fighting just to get away from this fucking fight that's happening right now. And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you why would you get away from this fight to to show this fight? And then you don't never know. They might do a flashback of a conversation that they had because of that fight. And it's like, yeah, I don't need that kind of stuff. I think I was the only kid in middle school and high school that did not I was not into Dragon Dude, Ball. I couldn't get into it, man. And on top of that, I, I remember once I tried to get into it and it was like, Oh, when does it come on? Saturday around like six in the morning and I'm like why would you do that? Why would they do that? I'm like, yo, I've been watching TGIF last night. After TGIF, after as soon as ten o'clock hit, I'm outside playing. Dude, I'm not I'm not waking up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? <laughs> Dude, I just had school this whole week, man. I'm not waking up at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. And Get all the good here. cartoons would start like at ten AM. Yeah. Dude, I'm not doing that. You got you got kick rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> It but was just um, a terrible thing, man. Since we're uh, getting all nostalgic mm. with this old TV, what about Fox? Oh man, Fox! Now those those TV shows were the shit. Now Fox had a uh, Mad TV, Living Color, Martin, Living Single. Uh, well, let's let's let, let's go back to Living Color. Uh. This was like my first time being exposed to Jim Carrey. Yes, Jamie Fox. Yo, Jim Carrey, the Wayans Jimmy Fox, family, the the Wayne, the whole Wayans family. You got you got to give it up. This dude got on and he put his whole family on too, man. It's like, yo, who who else? Who else were we exposed to? Even um, even the little side characters. Yo, I think I remember more characters from In Living Color than I did SNL. <laughs> and on top of that, you could basically say that In Living Color have more Oscar winners than SNL does. True. That's saying a lot. <laughs> but even though they only have two in SNL, just do they have any? No, nope. they got. They had to have like nominees or something. Maybe nominees, but I don't think anyone's ever won. Damn! But it, they just had more. Uh, it, it, Living Color was just all around just funny to me, man. I didn't start watching SNL until like late nineties. I didn't start watching SNL to the late '90s, and then I stopped. And then Will Ferrell got on SNL, and I missed that whole boat. <laughs> I didn't see that whole boat until uh, I got on the Will Ferrell boat as soon as he came out with Old School. Then I was like, "Hey, this guy is funny." And then I started looking at his uh, his SNL stuff, and I'm like, "This guy is really funny." <laughs> but yo, Fox had a lot of stuff, man. Martin. People still quote Martin to this day. Um, what else? Living single. Living single. There was um, Dark Angel. Dark Angel. That was the first time we saw Jessica Alba. Yeah. Oh man. And it was produced by uh, James Cameron, Terminator. Really? Yeah. He produced it. Damn. He came up with the concept. Yeah, they had a lot of cool shows on there. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. New York Undercover. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Yo, they... they Fox owned Sunday Nights. There was this one, Undeclared. I don't know if you ever saw it. I've never seen it on television, but I have seen it on Netflix. Yo, this was the first time I think I got introduced to Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, 
like all those people from all those movies from all those um I don't even know what you want to call Apatow it. Apatow movies? Yeah, the Judd Apatow movies. They were all... Well, actually, no. This wasn't the first time. The first time I saw Seth Rogen and all of them was in Freaks and Geeks, which was another great show. That was also on Fox. Yeah, that was on... You know, Fox had a, a whole bunch of... It's like Fox was nothing but, yo, if you guys want to try something out, just try it on Fox. Wait, did I name the show that we were just talking about, Undeclared? Yeah. Did I say Undeclared? No, you didn't. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for the listeners. I showed picture up. Uh, I showed Pat a picture of Undeclared, and we just started talking about it without saying what it was. Mm. Undeclared. I forgot what name you said, man. Undeclared. But it was undeclared, man. Undeclared. It was, man. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I didn't like that show. No, nah. It was. It had its episodes, but I didn't like that show. But Fox was it, man? Like if Firefly. Firefly. Everything that was like, oh, uh, we want to give it a shot. We want to try it on network television. You would try it on Fox, and it would have one season, and then it would probably just go to like either cable or it's like, no, it's canceled. <laughs> it's canceled. Yeah. King of the Hill. Oh, the yes. X-Files. X-Files. King of the Hill. I'll tell you, man. Fox owned Sunday. That was the, that was the shit. You could not do anything. You think that you think the NFL owns Sunday? Nah, nah, B. Fox had it. Fox had it. I don't know if they still have it. Nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Are we still recording? Because I think the power just went out really fast. Nah, like my power is on. My kitchen oh, just went out. And on top of that, I got batteries on here. But we're at the one hour mark, so I think it's time for us to bid adieu, or a bid adieu. I bid you adieu. I bid you good evening. Uh, Everybody, uh, this has been... uh, (laughs) I got to learn how to start saying bye to people. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like my mom, man. Why? She does not know how to say bye, man. She's okay. So um, I'll see you later. And um, okay. All right. Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's Uh like... Yeah. I don't know, man. Bye's are... You see, I'm not a uh, in a conversation. Go. Here we go. In a conversation, I'm not a. If you think of a conversation as a meal, I'm not a. I'm not a appetizer. I'm not dessert. I'm the meal. I'm the main entree. If you want a good conversation, I'm I'm there for you. But if you want somebody who can intro, who can intro like uh, like a fucking superhero, that's not me. If you want somebody who could finish like a goddamn superhero, that's not me. I'm more of a meat and potato. Right there, stick to your ribs. That's what I do. <laughs> so if you're gonna take anything from this podcast, just take that. Uh, I stick to your ribs. I'm warm like pee in the bathtub. And oh my uh, god, uh, this is the longest goodbye. <laughs> and uh, porn is something that everybody likes to watch. So <laughs> this is Pat signing off. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>